It's in the loft, and we are back. This is episode number two. Number two. Jonathan and Kelly Parrish are coming to you from the loft of our home on a beautiful sunny day. So nice outside. Of course, I don't know when you're listening to this. It might be dark. Could be. Could be raining. Could be raining or snowing. It could be the middle (laughs) of the winter. I don't know. I just know it's beautiful here today on the lake in Eufaula, Oklahoma. And I'm looking and seeing boats and um, people, you know, doing what they do as it gets closer to the weekend around here. The water is like glass today. Did you notice? Water's beautiful. The sun is out. The sky is blue and clear. I'm telling you, this is uh, the days that you, this is the days (laughs) you dream about. It's a good day to be alive. It is. And so we uh, finished up our first podcast a few days ago if you haven't had a chance to listen to it go back and listen and uh, we entitled it getting to know us we told you a lot about us not everything it'll take a while to know everything about us yeah we just wanted to give you a little a little info on who we are yeah and I'm sure you'll get to know us even better as we go forward but today we're going to get into some real stuff we'll talk about some real issues and today we're going to talk about how to stay free after you get free. Yes, as pastors, so as pastors, we see people get free a lot. Mm-hmm. I remember as a child, I don't know why this comes to my mind, but I remember as a child um, being raised in a pastor's home and in church all the time. There was a a, a gentleman who he's passed away many, 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 many years ago, but he got free with quotations, of smoking every Sunday. (laughs) Every Sunday. Well. And I'm not condemning him or anyone else who battles that addiction. I don't care if you're addicted to cigarettes or uh, cussing or something much worse. Um, But I noticed that every week he had sincerity. Yeah. in, In complete sincerity. Sure. He thought it was the last time he was ever going to have to mm-hmm. do that. But you know what? I bet you at some point it was the last time. Absolutely. No, it was. And and he finally was able to to kick it. And I, and I think of another gentleman who had another addiction, and it, it had to do with his um, language. And, and he, he was so addicted. He came from the military. And, yeah. It was uh, just he, part of life. He literally cussed like a sailor. Mm-hmm. And God set him free of that. But the only mm-hmm. way... He knew to replace that was to say, praise the Lord. Oh, that's so good. And he would go, I love that. <laughs> every time, every time he got mad, he would go around <laughs> saying, praise, praise the, the Lord. Lord, praise the Lord. That's good. And, I like that. And so he reversed it, that curse. He did. <laughs> and he got completely free. So freedom is a different road for all of us, right? Yes, it is. And, and it takes, it takes paying attention and I guess intentionality. It takes that. Is that a word? Intentionality. People use it all the time, but I don't know. I'm sure someone will. Well, I'm going to use it today. And if it's not a word, let's just start it today. Okay. But it takes intention to stay free because the enemy is always going to try to put us back into bondage. He, that's what he's going to work on every day because he doesn't, he doesn't really care if, I mean, I'm convinced he doesn't really care if you say you're a Christian, if you go to church, if you, you know, do all the right things as long as he has you in bondage. He doesn't want you to be fruitful That's right. in your walk as a Christian, and he doesn't want you to produce more Christians. Because if you're always battling 
what you battle, then you can't ever be free to help someone else out of their bondage. And I mean, we kind of call that, you know, the roller coaster where like the example you gave at the beginning about the man with, you know, that got free from cigarettes every Sunday. At some point we have to learn how to um, stay free so that Sundays are not like, okay, we came in on the bottom on a Sunday, we get filled up and fired up and excited on Sunday. And then by the next Sunday, we're back down where we started. The Bible says that we're supposed to go from glory to glory. We're not supposed to stay on the same level and drop down, same level and drop down. That's exactly right. Yeah. So we've got to learn how to stay free. And everybody, every single Christian in the world has to know how to do this. That's right. It's for everyone. So we're going to have our first honesty moment. Okay. I'm going to ask you a question and you have to be honest. Okay. Have you ever been in church, been in a prayer line, or mm-hmm. went up for prayer Yeah, for a specific something? Whether it's you need healing, oh, yeah. you need... Of course. The, you feel oppression, uh, you feel a heaviness, and you, you go up there to receive prayer to be set free. Yes. And then you receive prayer, and you f- feel like it's gone. Yes. Only to, on Monday... Or Tuesday, it's all back. You have to be honest. Yes. It's happened to Absolutely. all of us. Yeah. It's happened to all of mm-hmm. us. So if you're one of the people we're talking to, I want you to know we are not speaking to you as though we are some high and mighty person who has never struggled right. with this because exactly. we all have. I'm, I've never struggled with an addiction to drugs or you know nicotine or something like that, but... I've struggled with addictions to worry or worry, stress, yeah. fear, fear. And so any addiction is not of God. Um, That's right. There's nothing wrong with watching television, but if you're more addicted to that or to your phone these days, it's more social media than True. television. Yeah, exactly. Whatever it is, we, we need to live a life that's completely free of depending on anything else other than Jesus and his that's word right. that's for right. happiness. Yeah, absolutely. So, do you believe when you went up to the to receive prayer at a, any given prayer or any given uh, church service or ministry or whatever? Do you believe you were set free at that moment? Yes, because I felt freedom. That's right. Absolutely. But, so, it, it's it's how it's how you feel and it's how you keep it. That's what we're talking about. And so that brings us to the title of what we're talking about staying free staying free after you get free Mm -hmm. so it's not that you're not free it's that you have to figure out how do i stay free that's right so how do we do that and so that's what we're going to get into and so as we begin to think about this and talk about this we we landed in the story uh, and you can break it down if you want um even further but we landed in the story of in the old testament as the Israelites were brought out of Egypt, the process of their deliverance was frustrating at times. It was chaotic at times. There was dissension and yes. and questions. But yet they were still in the process of being delivered. Now right. many many fell off the wagon. Yes, they did. But Joshua and Caleb in the book of Numbers are pleading with the people, we're going somewhere. There's something that is better than where we are. Yes. So even though 
you're not yet where you're going. Always know you're not where you used to be. That's right. And, and so, and also, the enemy wants you to be bound. Okay, so he's going to try to convince you that being bound was easier than your freedom because that's what happened to the Israelites. They were out of Egypt, but they had to run from Pharaoh and his armies. They had to um, depend on God to rain manna out of heaven for food. And he did. The Lord performed so many miracles in the desert. But in between all of the miracles, when they came up against a hard place, they always fell into complaining and saying, why didn't we just stay in Egypt? We could have just stayed in Egypt and been better, and we wouldn't have had to starve out here in the desert. And so the enemy will try to deceive you and convince you, if you make agreements with what what he's saying, that your former life or being out in the world was easier yeah. than serving the Lord, right? That's right. And that's the temptation that we all have to fight against. And I've seen it happen a lot. And as, as a pastor for a lot of years, um, I've talked to many people who come to know the Lord, and there's that initial excitement of knowing Jesus. Yes, starting and a relationship I love that. There's nothing like that. I love watching a new convert and their face light up. The innocence of that moment where it's this whole new world for them. It's, mm-hmm. like a, it's like a newborn baby. It really is. But then I see as time goes by and they face the first trial or the first test, and of course the devil doesn't play fair, so the target That's right. he puts on the back of on their back is tough mm-hmm. and all of us, but maybe you and I have are more equipped with the word in our heart um, than a brand newborn sure. baby Christian. And so the devil hits hard. And I see a lot of times their response. A lot of times is it was so much easier before I got saved. Yeah. And that, and in the natural, you could see that and sure. you could see, you know what? The devil didn't hate me quite as bad before I got saved. <laughs> I mean, yeah. and he, the truth is he does, but he's he's going to make us comfortable if we're going the wrong direction. That's right. But if we're going to stay free. for a, He will for a while. For a while. But he doesn't, he doesn't not play forever. fair. No. So if we're going to stay free after we get free, we've got to be committed to the course. Yes. And even though the process from being bound to being free, even though that process is at times stressful and at times heavy, and at times lonely, you've got to keep your eyes on Jesus. Yes. Peter couldn't walk on the water unless he kept his eyes on Jesus. That's right. Keep your eye on the cloud. The keep focus. your eye on the on the, the pillar of fire. Keep your eye on where and how God is leading us. And I think that that's a really, a really good thing to point out is to keep your focus in the right place because, you know, the Israelites, they would start complaining. They would see the problem and... They would complain and say, we should have stayed in Egypt. We were better off there. And in a, I'll just tell you this verse, Numbers four, 14. No, no, no. Numbers fourteen eleven. That's what it is. Then the Lord said to Moses, how long will these people reject me? How long will they not believe me with all the signs which I have performed among them? I mean, the Lord's saying, I've performed signs, wonders, and miracles. He fed them with manna that fell from heaven. Water came out of a rock. Their shoes didn't wear out. They had a cloud by day and a fire by night to lead them through the wilderness so that they knew either they didn't have GPS back then. Right. 
but they had the cloud and the fire. They had that manifested presence of God to show them exactly where to go and what to do. Even though they had hard things to go through, God provided every step of the way. And so what the Lord's saying here is, how long will they will they complain and reject me when I've done all these signs and wonders? So the focus for the Israelites should have been on, okay, we came up against this problem, but the Lord provided in this way. Every step of the way, the Lord provided. So I, I've always noticed in my life that if I just focus and feed, there's a scripture in Psalms that says, feed on his faithfulness. And I can look back, and that's my testimony in my life, is he's always been faithful. I've had lots of of really difficult things that I've been through, and you have too, but he was always faithful, wasn't he? Right. he? He always came through. And if we focus on those things, then I think that it gives us that... Um, motivation to say, you know what, no matter what I'm facing today, I will not go back. I will trust in the Lord because he's always been faithful to me. And the bringing, bringing it down to real life. Okay. What we're talking about. Yeah. Let's bring it down to real life. So how do we stay free after we get free? Point number one, we talked about this and uh, we wanted to bring it to our listeners. Point number one is you have to keep the house clean. Keep it clean. So, Keep your house clean. Uh, let's bring it all the way into the natural. We mm-hmm. we parent um, two teenagers and one uh, young adult. She's, she's just twenty. <laughs> she's a, she's a twenty ager. Whatever a that 20 is, twenty ager. She's yeah. a twenty ager. And that's when, weird, by the way, that we have a twenty year old. It really is because we're, How did that we're only about twenty nine. I know it's weird. So <laughs> if you have ever raised teenagers, and I'm sure many of you have, and Many of you probably raised even more than we have, but we are uh, on our third now. Our youngest is 13. So you realize that keeping the house clean is a challenge. It is. Now, but we do have to live, right? Right. Now, we can clean our house up completely and have it spotless, and then we could tell everybody, don't ever get anything out of the, out of the refrigerator. Yeah. Don't, don't ever use any dishes. Don't cook. Don't cook. Don't um, change your clothes. Okay. <laughs> now this was my point. And <laughs> and um, you know don't don't use anything in the house. So basically, our house yeah. then becomes a museum, and it's yes. and it's not even usable. Right. And it's really not. It's not even, really. It's not even functioning. No. It's no longer a house. Right. So we have to live. But I I know people who come to the Lord, and they try to. Um, instead of realizing that we've been empowered to to live and conquer what our day brings, I know people who've come to know Jesus that think I can hide in a bubble. Yeah, I can get in a great big bubble, and, and I can be completely me. detached from the world, mm-hmm. and I can be completely detached from things. But you know what? We we are in the world, but we're not of the world. And right. the Bible says we overcome the world. So we should be able to go live in our in our world because we have secular I mean, you know, our listeners have secular jobs and we have friends who who some are saved, some aren't, acquaintances that we're going to meet, we're going to come in contact with things that are spiritually going to grind against the god that's inside of us. That's but true. instead of instead of them and the spirits that we are going to encounter whether it be someone at the store or the restaurant or at work, Instead of them bringing us down, we should be picking somebody else up. Right. So the only way to do that is to live in this world of junk, 
but yet still keep our house clean in the process. Right. And be free enough to, I always say, be an atmosphere changer. Right. When somebody who knows the Lord walks in the room, the atmosphere should change because you bring God in there. You bring his peace and his joy and his anointing into that room and and hope. You know, people need hope these days so much. And so we are supposed to be the atmosphere changers. That's right. So I think what I'm trying to say and is when it comes to how do we keep the house clean, first thing I want to make clear is we have to use the house. Right. And and so it's it's simple. You're going to use the things in the home. You're that you're going to use the dishes, you're going to use the 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 bathrooms, you're going to use the bedrooms, you're going to use everything. You're going to sleep in the beds. You have to get in a routine. In other and, words, there has to be maintenance done. There, there has to be maintenance. There has to be This is why it's so important and and people get tired of of us pastors railing on it, but we mean it. This is why it's so important to get to church. Yes. To get to church. Sure. Now, I know a lot of people that don't want to go to church. They want to catch it online, or they want to go whenever they feel like they need to. Right. But the truth is, we we need to be in the house of God every time the doors are Corporately, open. Corporately, with other people. That's right. And that's, yeah, that's the maintenance that keeps us free. Yeah. So how do you stay free after you get free? Is you've got to consume yourself with the Word and then take that atmosphere like you're talking about everywhere you go. Right. So don't don't shy away from confrontations with with you know tough situations is what I'm saying. You know, you can't just run and hide. Right. If you were set free of um you know, I don't know, whatever cursing or something, you're still going to get mad. So don't run around trying to not ever get mad, right. but know that if I do face something that frustrates me, I don't have to use the language I used to use. Right. And if I do, if God set me free from some other situation, I don't have to run around in fear that something's going to trigger me back to where I used to be. I'm not right. going back to Egypt. Right. That's not an option. That's not an option. You know, I, I heard a lady tell a story one time that has stuck with me, and she said that in her childhood she lived in a neighborhood and a, a place where that she had to always be on guard because people would pickpocket. You know, she, they would take things right off your person and they were good at it. So you didn't even know. And, you know, it was a rough neighborhood. And that was one of the things that um, really she had this huge wall up about. And she was always scared, always looking over her shoulder. And, uh, you know, she came to know the Lord and she wanted to be free from that because really it was just all it was fear all the time. Yeah. And so uh, she said that the Lord delivered her of that fear and that uh you know, I can't think of the word, but just like almost suspicion, but that's not exactly the word. But anyway, she was always looking over her shoulder everywhere that she went, even when she wasn't in that in that atmosphere anymore in that neighborhood. And she said that the Lord delivered her so much. And this was a praise report, which was so funny, was she said that someone came up to her after she had been free from that for a long time. Someone came up to her and stole her wallet right out of her pocket and she didn't even notice. 
that's how free she was. Wow. <laughs> like she didn't even notice that it happened and she went home and her wallet was gone, which she was upset about that. But she was like, wow, I am so free right. that I didn't, I wasn't even aware yeah. that that person was around me. So she got free of that fear and that always thinking that, that someone was going to, you know, steal something off of her. And I just thought that was amazing. And yeah. personally, the other day I was talking to, to one of the kids about, um, being free of, of things like that. And, and, uh, I remember years ago, you prayed for me to be free about in a certain situation that was bothering me. It was something that would always just bring me down and, and, um, really just make me really insecure and feel rejection and stuff like that. And so you had prayed for me years ago and I was telling one of the kids about that, how the Lord set me free from that. And, I said, I'm so free. The Lord did such a work in my heart. And it really wasn't a one-time prayer meeting. It wasn't. I mean, it was over several times of you ministering to me and, and just pouring the word over that situation. So you mean you had to receive prayer for the same thing over, over and, and over. over? Yes. And so for all those listening that feel defeated because they have to do that, mm-hmm. that that's not defeat. No. That's that's winning. Yes, that's winning. And that that is being... Um, persistent, you know, and, and not giving up. And so anyway, I was talking about that situation and in my mind I was thinking, I can't even remember, I can't even remember that feeling that I used to have. I, I remember that it was bad and it consumed me, but I don't, I couldn't for the life of me make myself feel that way anymore because God healed me so much. Like, and it was a different person. It was a different person. Like I don't have that issue anymore at all. Like I can't even imagine feeling that way because the Lord healed me so completely and so fully and through lots of prayer, through washing of the water of the word, through changing my mindset and persevering through it. And so God is good and he can, deliver you so deeply that you don't you don't even know who that person was right. anymore. You don't recognize that person anymore. It's so awesome. But I have to ask you this. Okay. We talked about new Christians, but what about Christians that have been saved for 35 years or 20 years or most of their life? I think for those who have been saved the longest, it's maybe even more difficult. I agree. It's more difficult because... We think, and I've I tell people I've been saved since before I was born. I right. mean, I don't. I mean, not in in all seriousness. There was a moment when I surrendered my life to Jesus, but I was in church since before yeah, I was born in the womb. <laughs> um, I'm about a fifth generation uh, Pentecostal preacher. So, but for those of us that if this is the whole, you know, the way we live, this is everything. It's it's really hard sometimes for us to get free because we struggle thinking this isn't supposed to happen to me. Right. I know the scripture. Uh-huh. I know, I know, I know it forwards, backwards and upside down. Yeah. So surely I'm not struggling with this. That's exactly right. And so, but, but you think about Jezebel and, and the way Jezebel would torment and, and you know, it's, it's not, um, you know, it's not uncommon for even ministers to battle addictions to torment and addictions to stress. We get addicted to the things that we hate. And so if you're a seasoned believer and you're battling with something, don't condemn yourself because you're in a battle. Right. But realize you've got to go through the same steps as anybody else 
be, to be free. And so this is the routine maintenance. You know, we, right. we currently, we live in a new home that we just built uh, about a year and a half ago. But before that, we lived in a, in the same home for 16 years. Mm-hmm. Well, even though we had, we didn't just move in the house one day and say, okay, here we are, uh, and never clean up, you know, never mow the yard and never mm-hmm. clean up the spider webs that they gather in the corner and never dust the, the furniture and never vacuum the carpet. Right. There has to be routine maintenance. So yes. for us seasoned believers, sometimes it's worse because we let things pile up in the corner in, right. inside of ourselves. And you think, well, I, I've served the Lord for this many years. How could I be battling with this? Yeah. But that's, see, the enemy, that's why I always like to point out, the enemy is a deceiver. He lies, and all he wants to do is get you to believe a lie. But a lie only has power if you believe it. That's right. So when a lie comes in, you have to, at that moment, reject it and say, does that line up with the Word of God? Does that line up with what God says about me or not? If it doesn't, then you throw it out and rebuke it, and then you replace it with what the Word does say about you. So here's point. A point I want you to write down if you're taking notes. The first point was, or the first subject I brought up is that we have to keep the house clean. And yes. now the second thing is this, is deliverance requires discipline. Yes, it does. Deliverance requires discipline. If you're going to break your thought process, your patterns, your uh, your addictions, whether it's to something physical, whether it's drugs or, or nicotine or alcohol or something, or whether it's, uh, you know, torment and thought and 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 things that something like that whatever it is or or maybe it's social media i don't know yeah deliverance requires discipline yes of course god opened the doors Mm -hmm. and made a way in the wilderness any 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 part of the red sea so that you know the israelites could walk free dry ground but you still have to be disciplined that's right to walk out the course so in doing that here's the final point and we're going to bring this to a to to an end here we're going to wrap this up but we talked about the house we've talked about you know how we have to live in the house and we have to use maintenance in the house and we have to to you know this the house we're talking about we're using a natural house to draw a comparison to our spiritual spirit man our spiritual house the the last thing we're going to talk about today is how do you keep the house clean and in doing that you have to watch what comes into the house. Yes, that's a big one right there. And this is the biggest part of staying free. Yes, because we can open a door and not even realize it. That's so right. here's what I always do in my life. If if I see something happening over and over, or I have a thought process going over and over, or I feel... Um, I'm not a very, like, I don't deal with depression a lot, but I just throw that out there because I know a lot of people do. But if you feel, if you deal with depression or rejection or anger or fear over and over, then you know that, that something's not right. Okay. God did not make you to live that way. He does not want you to live that way. That's not his will. That's not who he made you to be. So if you see that pattern, then you open your eyes and you go, okay, something's not right. Where did I open a door? And that's what Jonathan is saying. Watch what comes into your house. But for something to come in, a door has to be open. Right. And, you know, I did that in the spring. I like to open doors in the springtime after the winter, when the weather gets nice. Jonathan will come home from work and all the doors will be open. He'll be like, what are you doing? And I said, it just feels so good. I want the outside air to come in. And he was... (laughs) It was a few years ago. (laughs) This was a few years ago. And so... 
I, I let the air in. It was a beautiful day. And then that night closed all the doors and, uh, I was, I had the lights off in the house and I was going to lock the doors before we went to bed. And I'm walking through the house barefooted and, and I, you and I had had a pretty long discussion earlier yes. in the, uh, in the evening. Yeah. And I said, why, why are we, why do we have the doors open? <laughs> and you said, it feels so good outside. So, so good. you wanted to let outside in. Yeah. And I said, okay, but the doors are wide open. And we didn't have screen doors or no, anything like that. it was just wide open. So you turn the lights out, yeah. and we're getting ready to go to bed. And as you turn the lights out, tell everybody what happened. Well, I start walking toward the door to lock it, and I feel something weird, like squishy-ish feeling under my foot, and it kind of rolled. And I stepped back, and it was dark, so I looked, and I just saw something black, and I was like... <gasps> Jonathan! And I screamed and he came running and I flipped on the light and yes, you guessed it. A snake. It, it was a snake and I stepped on the dadgum thing. <laughs> and I killed it and it was real small, but I don't want any of them in our house. I definitely don't want to step on any of them. No. And so that I, gave me the creeps, the EBGBs all over. I killed it and that was something that we always go back to when yes. we talk about when we talk about spiritual things and keeping yeah. your house clean is you've got to keep the doors keep closed. Keep the doors closed. And before you let your guard down, like every night we let our guard down when we sleep, right? We're vulnerable. We're unconscious, you know? Right. Everybody in the house is unconscious all night long. But what's the last thing we do before we go unconscious and go to sleep? We lock the doors. Yeah. And everybody does. That's true. Why do you do it? Because if I'm going to let my guard down, yeah. I'm going to make sure the doors are locked and we're safe. Yeah. And so Keep what, out the enemy. what the enemy wants to do is find a moment when you let your guard down and then he's going to start checking the doors. He's going to yeah. start seeing, is there an entry? Yeah. Is there unforgiveness somewhere? Ooh, that's a good one. Is there bitterness somewhere? Yeah. Ooh, is, that's another good is one. Is <laughs> there something you're holding inside towards yeah. someone else? And if you'll let God, he'll show you where the open doors are. That's right. And ask then, the Holy spirit. I always say the Holy spirit, shine your flashlight on my heart. Yeah. And then the discipline comes in. Okay, right. Lord, you showed it to me. Now I've got I've got to forgive. Yeah, I, I've got to uh, let it go. I've mm-hmm. got to do whatever I've got to do to make sure that door is closed. Because if we hold these things, anything, unforgiveness, bitterness, hatred, uh, envy, jealousy, if we hold these things in our heart, and I I don't know what you have in your heart, and you don't know what I have in mine. This is something I have to be honest with myself and say. Right. Okay, here's an open door. Right. And when the Lord shows that, if you'll close the door, forgive, let go, whatever you have to do, and then close that door, then the enemy can't come in. And that's how you keep your house clean. That's how you stay free after you get free. Right. And that's what we've hope that's what we hope we've brought to our listeners today. Yes. And can I add one more little side note? Go right ahead. Just very quickly. That you know, some people feel condemned or they feel embarrassed or even ashamed that they have something that they're struggling with, especially, you know, and I, th- I say especially, you know, the Christians that have been Christians forever because they think, why, should, why am I dealing with this? But I always say it's better out than in. I mean, get rid of it because right. you just don't understand when you get free. Here's what it does. Freedom from those things that the enemy has piled onto you, into you, and throughout years and years, those things take up room in your house, in your spiritual house, okay? They take up room in your heart, in your mind, will, and emotions, your soul. And so when you get rid of those, 
you have such a greater capacity immediately for the Holy Spirit, for the presence of God, and for the Word of God and God to just fill your house, and it makes you feel amazing. And things that you used to see as you know, a, a big, huge hurdle, all of a sudden, you just see the faithfulness of God. That's right. And he's he sets you free, and then you can receive more of him than you ever thought possible. It's an awesome, awesome thing. That's right. Last scripture I'm going to leave you with. John 8 and 36 says, Whom the Son has set free is free indeed. Yes. Free indeed. And that word in indeed in the original, if you look it up, it means true freedom real freedom. That's so good. And so it's not uh, something that is exclusive for certain people. Real freedom and true freedom is available for every believer. That's right. And really, if we're not um, walking in that freedom, then we are walking some kind of a discounted walk with God. Amen. I don't want a discount. I want all that he has. Yeah, he says. He paid the full price. I want it all. He gives us life and life more abundantly. That's right. It's been a... A lot of fun to bring this yes, to some people, and so I hope fun. I hope we've helped some people. And uh, if we have, I want you to give us a five star rating. Go down, give us a five star rating, and subscribe. Be sure you click on the subscribe button. Share it, this if you're on um, iTunes. We're on there. Click subscribe. Give us a five star rating or whatever platform you're watching on. Yes. Share whether it's on social media, Facebook. Let people know. We hope we're a blessing to you. God bless you, and uh, we're going to get out of here. All right. Love you guys. We love you all, and we'll talk to you soon. This has been In the Loft with Jonathan and Kelly Parrish. Have a great day, everybody.